the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. Uh, Are you still partying? Uh, last night, if you tailed us on Georgia, if you tailed us on the under, if you tailed us on the under for the Alabama team points total because the Bulldogs earned their snossages scoring the national title. But college football's in the rearview mirror. We got to focus on what is ahead in the pigskin world and super Wild card weekend with the bonus wild card teams added to the mix. And uh, Lundy, looking at the team totals on the pro circuit, which one stands out to you most? And just full disclosure, if you didn't listen to the pod yesterday, uh, I jumped on San Francisco on the over 23.5 points against Dallas. But that's not my favorite bet on the board in this category. And I'll tell you here in a minute. But do share which one you like most. Look at you giving little teases here and there. Yeah. I, you know, I like. I frankly, I kind of like the. Uh, uh, I like the San Francisco one um, that that you're rocking. But I, I'll be honest with you, I, I really like uh, the the Patriots team total at nineteen and a half. Mm. I, I like I like the over in that one. I I don't know. Like, I I get that this is the AFC East and that this could turn into one of those defensive type of battles. I mean, I, you know, not to reference last night's game again, but it could turn into one of those. But there's also part of me that thinks, man, if Belichick goes in here, it, does he wind up, Brad, with this mentality of I am doing this with a rookie quarterback? This is gravy right now that we're getting a chance to play in the postseason. Um, and does he just say, let's have some fun. Let's see what the kid can do. Does is, is he playing with house money at this point? Does Belichick have the ability to think that way? Has anyone found out what his New Year's resolutions are yet? All of these questions I have about Mr. Belichick, but I think the Patriots can get to 20 against the Bills. Uh, well, they did it the last time out. And remember, that game wasn't nearly as weather impacted as the first matchup, which you just got to toss out. You know, throw it out the window, uh, you know, plays no role really in the line of thinking because that was a gale force win, if people recall, there uh, in, in Orchard Park. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, getting into the 20s, entirely doable. You can run on the Bills, and you got you the one-two yeah. punch, uh, Damian Harris and rah, 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 Ramondre Stevenson. I'm with you here. I think this was going to be a little bit higher scoring than people anticipate. So, you know, for New England to crack the 20, point threshold entirely viable entirely doable so and by the way you and i talk about it all the time about how we try to correlate our picks together if you believe in that you can jump on the team total for the patriots but the total in the game is only 42 and a half so if you believe the pats can get to that 20 mark like i do you may want to take that over at 42 and a half because you could see a final of 24 21 uh, uh 26 to 20 i mean who we could see something right in that range and so if you agree if you think i'm nuts eh, it's fine join the crowd uh but <laughs> if you think i'm on to something here then i would tell you folks from a betting standpoint jump on both jump on the overall total and jump on the pats to go above 19 and a half because that's where their team total is and by the way it's not juiced at all it's just at a minus 115 right now oh beautiful yeah i would uh, definitely hop on that immediately uh before that line potentially moves uh speaking of 19 and a half my favorite team total on my card is philadelphia and i'm going to take the over on that as well against tampa bay uh they're inside tom's tequila house in western florida now this one is at minus 120 
Uh, best odds that I saw out there at uh, Caesars Sportsbook. There might be a book or two, though, that lowers the juice eventually down to minus 115. But even at minus 120, I'm willing to pay it. Look, Philadelphia is the most run-heavy team in the NFL. Calling run 51.2% of the time. They have been over this total, Lundy, in 12 of their last 13 contests. And strangely, Tampa's shown some cracks in the dam defensively, defending the run. They were incredibly stout earlier this season, but over the last five regular season games, they gave up 4.21 yards per carry of the running back position. Held the Jets, the puddle jumpers of New York, rolled up 138 of all the running backs on the ground against them. Carolina posted 110. So with Miles Sanders potentially back to go along with Jalen Hurts and the RPO, Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, and Kenneth Gainwell had a breakout game in Week 18. I think Philadelphia is going to be in the 20s and a little early burn is time. I think the Eagles cover the eight and a half on top of it. So you know this Tampa team, especially up front, looking more vulnerable than they did earlier this season. With that, let's get to it on this Tuesday edition. With another, and it's a Taco Tuesday, so it's extra spicy, Fade 5. Number 5. All right, Lundy, let's do it. Uh, let's sprinkle a little hot sauce here on uh, the El Pastor and throw it down. But uh, let's keep it sizzling on the ice. Uh, you had a great call yesterday. Uh, we were getting some shout-outs on social media uh, with the over in the game that you tossed out there. So, are you leaning over again? You like some of the puck line? Maybe it's a player prop. What is tickling your fancy on this Tuesday? Well, we'll get some stuff rolling in here in bonus time. But, Brad, here's the thing. Right now, um, you wherever the Avalanche are playing, just keep betting the over. Over, over, over. <laughs> Yesterday's over was six and a half uh, in their contest. I took that on the TV show on You Bet Tonight that I do for Altitude Television here uh, in Denver. Um, but this is what the Avs keep doing. They lead the league in goals per game at 4.31. To give you an idea, folks, Florida is second, and they're a half a goal behind. That's how many wow. – That that's how – much Colorado has been scoring uh, this season. It's absolutely ridiculous. I think they've scored seven goals four times already. Um, and so they are traveling to Nashville. They will be on a back-to-back. They just played uh, the Kraken last night in Denver, so they're doing the quick trip to Music City. They will take on uh, Nashville. Well, Nashville averages over three goals a game as well. So if you combine these two together, just their averages on the season is a 7.39 between the two of them. Uh, They both have shown uh, cracks in the armor when it comes to the defense, but no problems at all scoring. And remember, Nashville is the hottest team in the NHL right now. They are 11-1-1 over the course of their last 13 games. So I'm staying away from from a pick in terms of money line in this particular game, in part because the abs are on the second night of a back-to-back and also because the Preds are absolutely on fire right now. But I fully expect these teams to crack the total. So it sits at six right now. It might creep up by puck drop, but I'm going to take the over uh, on the six goals because, uh, again, it's all that Colorado has been doing all season long. And occasionally I'm going to be wrong, but I but the over for the abs has been right more often than it's been wrong. So I'm sticking with it. Let's see if we can light the lamp tonight. Oh, that's right, baby. Slap shot. Go! 
probably going to hear that over and over again tonight between the Avs and Preds. Number four. All right, let's move on to the NBA, and let's uh, fire off a ticket on a player prop. And KK, Kyle Kuzma, uh, going to get it done, and he's going to levy a knockout punch against the OKC in rebounding. Give me the over on nine and a half squeezes of the orange uh, against the Thunder, minus 110 at DraftKings. You look at Kuzma, uh, he has been rolling in terms of rebounding. 13.6 boards per game. This month, that is what he is average. He has been over this total in six of his last eight. He had 10 rebounds and 33 minutes played against OKC back in late November. And as we know, and we have picked on the Thunder often this year in the rebounding category. They have allowed the second most opponent boards per game in the NBA. So you look at the weakness of OKC, you look at the trends with Kyle Kuzma, you look at the success earlier this season in the same matchup, and it only points one direction and one direction alone, and that being the over should be a double-digit performance for the former Utah Utes. So fade or follow, Kyle Kuzma over 9.5 rebounds against OKC, minus 110 at DraftKings. All right, I have said this on the pod many, many times, so everybody listening, say it with me. You had me at thunder. Um, <laughs> from from it, down under, Lundy, uh, you got some dollar bills. Uh, you just no, burning to no. spend. First of all, don't you don't you go cheap with those dollar bills. <laughs> you break out. You break out the big bills. Okay. Yes. Um, yes, I do. No, look, if the Thunder are going to continue to give up nearly forty nine boards a game to their opponent, you're going to continue to look for the player prop that you can take advantage of anytime somebody's playing the Thunder. Um, you know, I, we've talked about it on this pod. Sometimes it's about finding somebody that is on fire. Sometimes it's about yeah. a trend, like what I was just telling you about the abs with their scoring and consistently hitting the overs, uh, at, which we've seen a lot of right now in hockey, but in particular with Colorado. And sometimes it's finding a team to pick on. Um, and right now the Thunder are the team to pick on when it comes to rebounding stats. So every time you see OKC, regardless of who they're playing, go find somebody on the opposite bench that you know plays with that kind of extra hustle, um, you know, that can try to go after even the 50-50 balls bouncing off of the rim because clearly OKC can't do it. Uh, and take advantage of it. So I think this is a I think this is a really solid prop. Take the over, get Kuzma in double figures. Slip a twenty into the old banana hammock. Bet on Kuzma. Number three. All right, let's go to the world of college basketball, and uh, let's focus in on one of the marquee matchups: Baylor and Texas Tech. Now the line in this game, uh, the Bears are at home in. Waco in front of Chip and Joanna Gaines, and uh, they're laying a dozen. I mean, that's pretty impressive against a Tech team coming off that massive monster win against Kansas. Uh, but I'm going to take the Bears. I think the Bears going to win this thing. I think the cover is going to be close. It's still a shorthanded team. We'll see if uh, Shannon can return uh, and additional key players for this Red Raiders franchise. But uh, I'm going to take the under on Baylor team points at 73 and a half, Lundy, minus 110 juice at DraftKings. Texas Tech, they're going to try to slow this down. They're going to try to keep it into a half-court grind. Number 307 in the country in adjusted tempo. Of course, Baylor relishes a more breakneck pace, uh, but I think Tech will command the tempo overall. Uh, not only that, but uh, Tech even... 
down some key players. They have been so constrictive defensively, giving up just 0.897 points per possession in Big 12 action. They're forcing a turnover, a lot of that ball pressure defense, 26.6% of the time as well in league play. And the highest total they have surrendered this season was 72 points and a tough road game against the Providence Friars. It's Baylor. They're the best team in the country. They can put all kinds of crooked numbers on the scoreboard. They can beat you in myriad ways. But again, because of the pace of this game, because of Mark Adams' uh, incredible defensive execution with his team, uh, I think uh, Baylor's going to win this thing, get it close to the cover, but hover right around that 70-point mark. So 73.5, just a little bit too rich for my blood, and that's why I'm taking the under on that team total. Again, minus 110 at DraftKings. Fade or follow, hombre. I will fade you on this one. Mm. I know Tech can slow things down, but I think Baylor being at home, you know, you find inspiration with Chip and JoJo, just like we do watching <laughs> uh, the 975 shows that they either oh, are well, on just or in. produce. Uh, they've had another up to 976, London. They've got their own GD network I now, know. for it's crying crazy. out loud. Good Lord, the empire they have created is insane um and uh, look i'm gonna say that baylor finds a little bit inspiration i know that tech will try to slow things down i just don't know that they're gonna have success doing it i think this is gonna be a really close number you think they're gonna be closer to 70 i think they're gonna be closer to 75 which means i've got to fade you good sir Miss some free throws. That's all I'm saying, Baylor. That's all daddy needs. Hopefully score a winning ticket. Stay tuned for my top picks in college basketball on this Super Tuesday Plus bonus time across the smorgasbord of sports betting. Number two. All right, back to the college hardware. Let's go off the grid, shall we, and try to find a hidden treasure. And I've unearthed a line that I like tremendously. Western Michigan, the Broncos, out of the Miggity, 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 Mac, Mac, and hopefully going to be Mac Daddies uh, and getting into the 70s because I'm taking the over on 69.5 team points against Buffalo. Uh, this game being played uh, in Western Michigan. Now, Buffalo, far and away the superior team. No question about it. Uh, And Western Michigan, uh, outside the Ken Palm top 300 in overall ranking. And the Broncos, uh, so far this season in Maction, scoring just 0.855 points per possession. So all of that, you know, just on the surface, you would think to yourself, oh, there's no way they're going to crack the 70-point mark. But here's what the Bulls do. They force you to press pedal of the metal offensively because they zip up and down the floor. They are number 12 in the country in adjusted tempo. And in MAC play, they're giving up 1.178 points per possession. Uh, if you look at the three games uh, that they have logged in conference action, Miami, Ohio had 91 points. Akron put up 88, and Bowling Green put up 88. So Western Michigan, are they going to get blown out? Likely. But because Buffalo is so loosey-goosey defensively and and play at such a breathtaking pace, I think they're going to finish well into the 70s. So Lundy, fade or follow? You got to saddle up those Broncos and ride with me on the over 69.5 team total points against Buffalo. Again, minus 110 at DraftKings. Digging deep to go find a game. I'll roll with you on this one. Bart Torvik says they're going to score 74. That's what that's the total that that is posted up there. They they've got Buffalo winning it handily, but Western Mission getting up over the 70 mark. So 
You want to sit at 69 and a half? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go with the over with this one. Buffalo with the pace of play that they have. Uh, this goes back to something you were just talking about a second ago with Baylor. Uh, we need uh, these teams to make some free throws, don't we? We need to get yes. up over the team total. So I'll follow on this one. Uh, I'm going to uh, go with those computer models that are out there that have them getting up into the low 70s. Yeah, hopefully they can get it done at the charity sl- uh, stripe. Just pulling up some quick research. Oh, God, Lundy. Uh, they're only shooting 68.6%. Uh, we could be doomed. Number one. All right, moving on. Uh, my top play in college basketball tonight. You got to do some shopping on the line. At tape time, the best line out there was minus two, although some books have this a tick higher and more than just a half a point at minus three. And the minus two is at FanDuel on what team? Alabama. Yeah, the Crimson Tide uh, licking their wounds from last night's loss to Georgia. We're going to write those wrongs tonight on the college hardwood. Backs against the wall, kind of in desperation mode as they fall outside the AP Top 25 ranks. Uh, and they're taking on Auburn. And Auburn is rolling right now. This game, of course, being played uh, in Tuscaloosa. So I'm going to lay the two here. And on the surface, again, if you look at the rankings, the cursor review, people like, oh, Auburn's going to come in. They're rolling right now. They've only got one loss on the season. This is a team that's trending toward a number one seed and maybe the class of a loaded SEC. Uh, but I think they hit a speed bump tonight. Uh, again, the Crimson Tide, uh, they got to wake up uh, to spring this quote-unquote upset. It's not really an upset because, again, they're favored. Uh, but you look at Alabama, they got to wake up from outside 28.7% from distance in SEC play, which is so uncharacteristic for this team. They are definitely a three-indeed squad. So Quinterly and Shackelford, uh, they got to get uh, you know out of this funk that they have been in here lately, uh, you know, laying those bricks from distance. Now, Auburn, number 17 or better in four different defensive categories nationally, including number one in the country in block percentage, and that has everything to do with the big man inside. And Walker Kessler is one of the best rim protectors in college basketball. But Alabama according to shot quality, is number one in rim plus three rate. So not only do they attack the 10 vigorously and with a tremendous amount of success, but when those threes are hitting, they're nearly impossible to beat. So just stay in the attack, make it rain from outside, and I think they're going to extend their record of 7-0 to 8-0 and remain unblemished at home. Remember, they knocked off Houston, a full-strength Houston team, in exciting fashion earlier this season uh, at home. So I think Alabama uh, defends their court uh, and gets a key victory, which they need to add to the resume, which also already includes a win against the Zags in Seattle earlier this season. So fade or follow, you got to ride with me on Alabama, laying the two against Auburn, minus 110 at DraftKings. Are they all just going to be crying in the stands? Are they, do they, are they all hungover? Um, or do they just kind of go, ah, we've got plenty, we got plenty of trophies in the case. You know, are they all sad after last? That's what I need to know. What's the, what's the mood? What's the vibe? That's what they are. And they're going to take out all of those frustrations and air them against Auburn. Okay. I'll go with you then that because I've been trying you know, I'm just like, it's it just are the fans just because I know the, the I know Bama as a team on the court is going to be fine. I know they're going to step. But if the crowd is just like, man, this sucks. We should fire Nick Saban. He's terrible. <laughs> you know, like if that's the if that's the overall like aura in the building, well, then then Bama's screwed because you need your fans to get excited. So uh, I, I, I'm hoping 
uh, that they can, in fact, get back at it. I think they should be able to because they're at home. That's actually the you know part of the edge I'm going to give. The fact that Bama's at home, uh, I'll roll with them on on this one. But you know, sometimes things think weird things happen after you know bad stuff have happened across your athletic department like last night yeah that's right but you know what roll tide baby it's time to jump back on that horse and they need that win and it should be a big one against bruce pearls or auburn tigers all right before we get out of here lundy on this taco tuesday again let's sprinkle a little extra hot sauce muy caliente stay hot what you got for me in bonus time well, I'm expecting a lot of scoring between the Blackhawks and the Columbus Blue Jackets as well. Their total right now is sitting at six, just like the Avs and the Predators are. But I can throw out to you, if you decide you want to get a little bit creative, bring those down so that you don't have uh, the opportunity for a push. Take each one of them uh, to go over on the five and a half. So again, Blackhawks, Blue Jackets, Avs, Preds, both of them go over five and a half on the total goals. So we're taking an alt line here. Uh, that plays out at a nice little two-leg plus 184. So I do like that one. And then on the late night hockey, uh, the the Pittsburgh Penguins have looked pretty damn good uh, of late. And Anaheim has been extremely unpredictable. The Penguins will be uh, in SoCal to take on Anaheim. I'm going to take Pittsburgh and I am going to take them to do so uh, in regulation, which helps me out with my overall payday. It takes the pens down to a minus 110. All right, uh, let's go to the NBA, and I got a couple of additional player props here. Anthony Edwards, uh, I'm going to take the over on two and a half made triples against the Pels. Uh, he got juiced up a little bit, minus 130 at Caesars, but I think it's worth it. Uh, he's gone for three, four, and three uh, made triples against the Pels in those three games uh, this season. New Orleans, the second worst in terms of three-point percentage D in the NBA, giving up 37.2% from way downtown uh, and so far this month, Edwards is averaging 3.4 triple makes per game, shooting 39.5%. So, again, I think he'll get at least three from outside. Nikola Jokic, I'm surprised to bring it up. I'm taking the over on 20 and a half assists plus rebounds combined on the road against the Clip. Uh, this one's a minus 115 at Caesars. He's been over this in five his last eight. And the last time he faced the Clippers uh, back on December 26th, he had 22 rebounds alone, Lundy. Also dished out eight dimes in that game. The Clippers have allowed the seventh most opponent rebounds per game this season. Now let's go to college basketball. I got a three-leg money line parlay. All these teams got to do is went straight up. Give me Penn State at home against Rutgers. I know Rutgers has been blazing the nets, shooting over 48% in conference play from outside, but I think they're going to regress, and John Harris is going to be the key inside against this forgiving Scarlet Knights defense. Give me Creighton at home against Providence. Creighton just a completely different team in Omaha, and I think they're going to defend home court. Very underrated defensive team. Number two in the Big East, an effective field goal percentage, D. And then number three, give me Texas to win at home against Oklahoma. We'll see if they get Trey Mitchell back, who's out last game due to COVID. But UT, they need a big win. The resume uh, lacking some meat right now for a ton of turnovers, which I think is going to be problematic for OU, who has been mistake-prone and a little sloppy with the basketball this season. So if Penn State wins at home, Creighton wins at home, Texas wins at home, at DraftKings, a cool plus 269. And there you have it. 
another edition of Feed the Noise in the Books. Follow Lundy on Twitter, por favor, at Nate Lundy. Follow me there, at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast. And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.